G'day guys, my name is Leslie Bradley. I'm a Gold Coast filmmaker photographer and welcome to the first episode of the Creative Chats podcast uh, where I sit down with creative individuals analyzing their career and industry. And today's episode is my good friend, Anne Vaughn. How are you, Anne? Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much. I can't believe it. I'm first for something. For, oh, it's been forever. Like, how, <laughs> how long have I years, wanted to do this? At years, years since the first time I met you. Yep. And I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you so this much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Leslie's setup is incredible. I wish you it's could pretty see good. what's pretty going good. on. <laughs> yeah. And we're on the beautiful Gold Coast. We're in Upper Coomera and everything is yep. just perfect. So yeah, thanks like, again. Thankfully, the wind has died down just yeah. as we started yes. recording. Like, yes. Yeah. I was, I was coming here and Anne's like, oh, we want to do in a park. And I'm like, in a park, like there's wind, there's people, there's ducks, there's birds all sorts of things and uh actually it's we found like a nice little gazebo thing near the water yeah. um and then we like put up a janky blanket and whatnot <laughs> so it's um uh it's actually not too bad now that the wind's died down but uh yeah. for those of you who don't know Anne, she is a producer turned actor turned radio host now like you've you've done quite a lot of things yes throughout your career and especially in an industry like this you have to be di dynamic and you have to be versatile. So, of course, I'm sure you know when you are working in the entertainment industry, you have got to be dynamic. You've got to be creative. Yeah, mm, creative, right? Creative Studios. <laughs> CreativeStudios.com if you want to check that out. Exactly. And um, you also have to be versatile. So when I started out, actually, I'm from Jamaica. For those who haven't picked the accent up, Wagwan, Jamaica, boom. Wagwan, Jamaica, boom. Very, Is that how it's very nice. Very uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we're still working on that. We're okay, still, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'll try. And, uh, yeah, you are trying. Well done. Well, so, <laughs> so in Jamaica, there are a lot of creative people, musically gifted, all that kind of thing. So there was a lot of competition. And when I started out, I started out, um, singing. So I did a lot of solo stuff. And then I started, I got into a girl band and then um, still managed to be studying, went to university, did that whole thing. What so did you study at university? I did psychology and oh. French. And then I did another um, degree in business studies. What made you want to do those instead of like pursuing music? Say? Well, because I was a nerd. So I uh, always, the nerd, nerd yes, I always yeah. had the desire to learn and to um, advance my education. So that, especially in my family, because I came from a family of educators and very well-educated people. So it, it, it was just something we had to do. You had to go to university right. when we were growing up. You just didn't have a choice. And um, yeah, so I, I managed to balance all of that because my, my mother said, Listen, if you want to get into entertainment, that's fine, but you still have to have some sort of a backup. Right. And that's what my degree was because I loved psychology. I loved social studies, things like that. So I did psychology. I think and that's quite interesting to pick up on is like uh, I watch a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk content. Yes, and I know. He talks he's a lot always of, Gary this and right. Gary said well, that. Look, he's Gary. a god, honestly. <laughs> Gary, if you're watching, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I freaking love you, dude. Gary, for God's sake, please subscribe to his YouTube channel. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Just to shut you him up. You don't want to see him grow bad cry, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, interesting, he talks about how 
parents play a big influence on people's decisions to go to uni or not or you know i feel like a lot of them want you to study to have like a backup because they're always scared that the film or television uh entertainment industry as a whole is a bit risky yeah there's a stigma attached to that because there are so many people who say oh child stars if you start out as a child star you end up as a drug addict and you your money you lose all your money miley cyrus and (laughs) leave miley i like miley (laughs) she actually has a pretty good song out midnight something Uh, yeah and she's turned her own no she's she's done all right she's pretty good It's pretty good. And um, it's also very risky because you can get a hit movie today and by next year, nobody knows you. You're trying to get hired, but you don't have the look that they're looking for that year. When you're starting out, I've seen like uh, other actors and whatnot in the industry Mm. when like they're just coming out. And I think it was Harry Potter or something like that. Like Mm. the actors in those, Uh, they started out doing one or two movies, but no one knew who they were. So they couldn't get other jobs until Harry Potter came out. And they're like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. Hire, hire, hire. You know what I mean? And then there's the drop after Harry Potter is over we probably don't remember half of the names of some I mean, of these Daniel people. Daniel Radcliffe's done there. pretty good for himself. Yeah, he's been very consistent yeah. and so has... What about Rupert um, Grin? I think he's... Rupert, he something else? I th- you know, he tried and he, a couple of his films didn't do very well. Mm. And he, I think people were still looking at him as uh, Ron, Ron Weasley. We need more gingers in the entertainment industry. That's you're for sure. right. You're so right. right. Yes, you know I, agree. I, mean? I agree. Gingers represent gingers yes. everywhere. Well, look, Game of Thrones took care of that whole ginger crisis. There were I've only so seen the first many. four seasons. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry. I don't I'm know why sorry. we're still friends. Actually, I do. I question that as well. Leslie's <laughs> awesome and he's so talented. And that's why that's the only reason we're And we're here to talk too. about you, okay? Not me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but you're part of my life. So uh, that's true. there that's you true. go. A good part. Mm-hmm. A good part. Huh? Exactly. Huh? I didn't say that. Anyway. I'm editing so- this. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, after I left Jamaica, I went to Canada and I was there uh, for a good chunk of my life. What made you go to Canada? When or where? Oh, after I... I worked in Jamaica for a little while after university and as I was with a girl group and we were supposed to start touring. Actually, we did start touring. Oh, we, we went to different countries and we ended up in the U.S. and there was a whole thing. And, and um, it what kinda, type of thing? Is that like a, a nice buzz sort of thing? Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it, we were doing very well. We were getting a lot of shows booked. and But at the same time, we were all still struggling. We were wondering, well, we're not, we don't have enough funds. And what we found out was um, the manager, lovely guy, but we were kind of doing stuff for free that we thought we were getting paid for. And I was thinking, no, I didn't study and get my degree and do all my qualifications to be scraping and to be um, giving away shows for free when we should be a professional band. Um, So the, the band broke up. And then by that time, I had actually already applied to live and work in Canada. And that had come through. I'd actually put that on hold to deal with the band. Was and there anything in Canada that sort of attracted you? Or you just like, well, I wanted to live there? I, I, I speak French. I did it as part of my, my other university, part of my degree. And so I knew that I had the French background, which was one of the, um, one of the criteria to get into Canada as a, as a, yeah, as a working resident. 
And so at the time, I don't know if it's changed now or, but it was, yeah. So it was very, very sought after. And I applied and got through everything. You know, normally some people will try to get married to go there or they'll try to, coming from Jamaica, it's really, really difficult to um, get into Canada. Uh, but because of what I had done, my experience and my qualifications, which I'm so grateful for. So in that sense, my mother was right. You always have to have some kind of backup. Mm. And it's interesting how things like that happen for a reason. Like yeah. I reckon in the moment you would be like, why am I studying this? Like I'm only trying to please my parents. Yeah. But like it actually turned out to be a, something of benefit for you. Yes, because they do have the foresight. They've been through all of it and they know. And same for you. You have your um, whole setup now because you did your uni first. And rather than just jump into the business uh, head first with no experience, and a lot of people do that, they end up in debt or they end up going down the wrong path or they end up being taken advantage of because mm. they didn't plan the whole thing out. But you have planned everything from start to finish. And now here we are, um, the start of something that I think is going to be phenomenal. Thank I you. really think so. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so. it's like you bring up an interesting point because like um, a lot of people, there's like a big debate around whether uni is actually beneficial. Like some people say uni is great. Some people say that uni is not. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about the debt, you know what I mean? Like some people rack up tremendous amount of debt. Like I think my course cost about 20 grand or something like that, but which isn't too bad. Like, you know, it's not like a hundred thousand. Some cost you know I mean? a lot more. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thankful for that. But like, I think it sort of depends on your circumstance. Like if you have, I don't know, uh, an uncle or uh, a family member in the business of filmmaking or whatever industry you want to get into, I think it's, you know, that, that sort of one path where you don't need university, you can kind of yeah. go in that route. But Nepotism you... works, fellas and ladies. What? <laughs> Nepotism. So if you have a family member in the business and they're willing to help you and you're willing to do the work, then by all means, go ahead. Absolutely. It, yep. Yeah. Some people get really jealous and some people get, you know, oh, it's because his sister is there because his, there is nothing wrong with that. Use it. Why not? Use I would. it. <laughs> you better believe it. Use it. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, but, um, you know, like for me, I don't have any family, family members in the film and television industry. Like I knew absolutely no one. Yeah. Um, but like, Although I don't want to get into much about me, but like this is all you. No, no, we're it's having quite, a discussion. It's I don't quite mind. interesting how mm. like I sort of got into it because I I didn't do year eleven and twelve. I finished graduated year ten and then wanted to go into animation, yeah. like character modeling, rigging, said, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So uh, I went into TAFE to do that, but they didn't do any of that. It was just filmmaking and photography and all that sort of stuff. So I did cert two, three, four, and diploma, yeah. and I didn't get into the advanced diploma, but I worked like full time for at Macca's for you know a couple of years, and then moved over to the Gold Coast with my family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of need to do something over here. How do I get in there? Like I literally knew no one from mm. a bar of soap. Mm. I didn't know you. I didn't know any of my friends from uni. But I think uni, although it taught me a lot of things from TAFE mm -hmm. days, like diploma and whatnot, mm. 
I definitely think that uh, I learned a lot more about the business side. And because I was a lot older, like I'm, what, 27 now and for the past three years I've been studying, mm. like I've I've had a bit more of a sound mind and like I could grasp the concepts a little easier. Mm. Um, and especially the business side, like they went hard into like, the marketing and the distribution and especially like in today's society where, you know, cinema is kind of dipping down yeah. and then streaming services streaming. Are, are picking up, yep. you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um Going into uni for that, learning the business side, learning the the Queensland sort of business side the of things, technicalities, technicalities, the, yeah, yeah. Um, and the networking man, like the networking was fantastic yes. and like the main sort of thing that um and good for you. And yeah. the thing is, you were like me because you came from a different country, Perth. <laughs> And you Perth, came Western to- Australia, represent. Yeah. <laughs> Perth is not part of Australia. That's oh, been honestly. proven. It's scientifically proven. Oh, Perth is yeah, not part no, of Australia. Uh, there's people and over there. There's people no, over there. and they've locked themselves off from Australia after COVID. Honestly, during this time, though, I don't blame them. I, <laughs> no, I don't I blame do them the either. I, don't <laughs> blame, I mean, Queensland's <laughs> no. doing this similar thing. Really. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's tough times now. But, um, yeah, like, honestly... Personally, I enjoy the uni environment. Yes, I did Purely because too. it's like, you know, three or four years, whatever it is, years of just focusing on that. You can immerse yourself entirely in That's what it. you're doing. And it's, um, it's detailed and it's structured. So you're not getting bits and pieces all over the place. And then you have your qualifications at the end. Yeah. So you are, there's no doubt that not you know what like, the hell you're doing. And the qualifications, like, they kind of mean nothing at the end, like in my opinion. I disagree. Because like I'd go out like, oh, I got a bachelor's, like good job, but what have you done? Yeah, you know what I mean, like they want to show that you've been filming, you've been making content. Like the certificate means nothing. Yeah. It means that you've you've created um, content and then you've stuck it out for three years. If that's yeah. what it means, but that's, like that's exactly it. They're not going to hire you because of your degree. They're going to hire you because of the amount of content that you've done. Yeah. And I think it works hand in hand. Move on to what I was getting into when I got to Canada. And I was in banking and I was in uh, travel and I was miserable. I mean, lovely. I was making money. I was doing really well. had lots of friends. But you weren't happy? No, because I I wanted to be in entertainment. And that's something that I always wanted to do. Um, Because actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be a writer, and then I wanted to be a singer. And then I wanted to be a performer when I got into a performing arts group. So I always had that in the back of my mind that I wanted to do entertainment. That's that's interesting. Why you had those aspirations and things like that, but you didn't I did. But the problem is, when you're in a country like Jamaica, it's, it's, um, it's difficult because you don't make a lot of money from it unless you have international success or you, 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 it has to be on a grand scale. Right. It's not like I could make a living um, being a, a pub singer or being a hotel singer. I'd have to have one job or two jobs and be doing that at the same time. So it's not like here where you can be a a dedicated entertainer, you know, where you can be a a movie extra or you can do commercials or you can do, we just, the industry is just not that big. Mm. If I was going to be a reggae singer, you know, or something like that, then maybe, but it still would take a lot of time and it would take a, yeah, it's, it's not something that's guaranteed. You sort of like, you like conflicted between what you wanted to do and having money. 
like yeah. to live. Yeah, because I didn't want to have to be um, living, you know, at home or doing all of that for heaven knows how long. And I, I needed some kind of plan, you know, just like you have your plan now and you're working your way up. It's really hard to do that in Jamaica mm. when you just don't have the resources. Did you feel like it was a, a right decision to to focus on the money side, less creative? Well, back then, uh, especially at that age and in the society that we were in, where we we you, you, we needed the funds. Yeah. You know, it's not like we 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 didn't get any money from welfare. We didn't get anything like that. Um, so it was a case where how can I make money and still be performing and doing things I want to do at the same time. And this is where Canada afforded me that opportunity because when I got there, um, actually within a week of getting to Canada, I got a job. Interesting. Which was really good. Yeah, good job. And then um, I was living with relatives and then I was able to move out on my own. And uh, it was actually my uncle because he knew that I was in entertainment and he mentioned to me that he had a friend who was an engineer and had his music studio. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll just wander down. And, you know, and, and he took me there one evening and the guy said, oh, so you, 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 you used to sing. And, you know, back then we had, we just had CDs and, you know, we didn't have anything digitized. Here's my collection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so he said, oh, you want to do an audition for me? And I said, uh, okay. So he just put some music on and he said, oh, just sing anything. And I sang anything. And he was like, wow. And so that's how it started he actually signed me to his um his studio his label and I did some songs for him and I was supposed to do an album but that didn't work out and then I a couple years after that I decided to get back into acting because uh, I hadn't done that professionally or formally I'd just done theater and that kind of thing and while you were doing the band and the touring and all that sort of stuff exactly yeah. when I was at uni I was in the theater group there and all of that um, so I signed on with an agency and I just started getting work so I started getting commercials I was getting short films I was getting um what made you decide to pursue acting then well it's all these opportunities that i always wanted but never had a chance to get in jamaica because yeah. once again limited resources yeah there were only a couple of production agencies there were only a couple of um ad agencies that kind of, so it was really really competitive and because everything was going well with like the singing and, and all that sort and of I stuff had money. performing so and you had i had money, my full-time you felt job. safe enough to pursue that exactly that's exactly it so because that would have been the way you had your plan that was my plan mm. i wanted to have savings i wanted to have my own place i wanted to have my independence before i moved on to yeah. anything else which is what happened and then um got into the acting um i was able to start making a bit of a better living out of it and then um that was around that time where i met my now husband Oh. And he, <laughs> he he was from Australia, and yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> and so um, yeah, so we had started dating back and forth, and he had to go back to Australia. So I would go there and visit him, and he'd come to oh, Canada. Young love. That young guy, love. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then when we we finally got married, we actually got married here in Australia, and then um, he moved. 
back, I, I'm, I, w- I was always in, I never left um, Canada. I would just visit. But then he moved to Canada and then, then we were there. And so now that we had two incomes, I said, okay, well, maybe I can see if I could start a production company. Because by then, as you say, Whoa. with the networking, I had met so many people and all these people with all this talent. And I thought, wow, if, if I could do something to showcase all this, pe- all this talent, then maybe I could go somewhere further rather than just being in front of the scenes. I could do some behind the so scenes although, stuff. Although you enjoyed being in front of the camera and acting and things like that, mm-hmm. you wanted more. You wanted to 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 be like a producer, director, oh, that yeah. sort of thing. Or like, has it always been in the back of your mind or is it just like acting in the back? Oh, opportunity come, mm-hmm. I could do more. Yeah, for me, it's the opportunity. If I saw the opportunity and if I felt that there was something I could do, then I'd just go for it. But it wasn't you like always wanting to be a producer. No, it wasn't part acting of my was plan. like a, a way in. Yeah. You just automatically like acting and then, oh, I want to like showcase everything else. What mm-hmm. can I do more? Yeah. Producer. Yep, acting and writing. And I met somebody on a film set, actually, on an audition. And then we we both got, I got the lead. And then she also got um, a major part in it. And then the production was suspended for some, I'm not sure what happened. I don't remember Insert what happened. reason. But yeah, <laughs> it was suspended. I think maybe they couldn't get enough funding or whatnot. And then we were actually um, there. We, 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 I think we hung out at her. Her name is Ophelia. Hi, Ophelia. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and we were, I think we'd gone to lunch or with something. And we were chatting and, and I said, you know what? I wonder how difficult it would be to set up our own production company because we have, we know all these people now and, you know, we're kind of waiting for the, 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 the show to get into production and whatnot. It'd be and stupid just to waste time and wait for something that could never. Exactly. You know, Might not eventuate. Yeah. yeah. So she said, you know what? Actually, I'd been thinking about the same thing too, because she'd been in the industry for years. Um, she, she is Canadian, um, but she's, her parents were Jamaican. So she's been in the industry for years. So she had had experience and um, we thought, well, we kind of don't want to jump into it because with me, me being the nerd, I said, well, let me get the background training. So we went to, um, we ba- went when, to. What do you mean by background training? Oh, production. So we, okay. we actually did a course in um, video production and filmmaking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was um, lift. It was called the Liaison of Independent Filmmakers uh, and Television. And it was really cool because the way it worked is uh, we would, you you pay a nominal fee to be a member and then you volunteer at the the, um, studios doing whatever. We would be transferring tapes like 50, 60 year old um, reels and we'd be digitizing them. And so that's how that's part of how so we got our So rather they experience. pay you to do all these things, you pay them to do these things. Uh, so no, we'd be doing that, and then we'd be doing their training courses. Oh. So it was kind of a, a, a um, given. T- yeah. A, yeah. Exactly. So we did that for I think it was was it a year. It wasn't more than a year, 
And I got so much experience from that. And afterwards, we got our um, certificate in filmmaking and production. And from there, we started a company called Debutante Films. And we, nice um, nice <laughs> and we got some funding. Uh, yeah, so we sourced funding from family and friends. And you Was know, it just family and friends or did you go out and like try and get investors to come in? No, we didn't because we wanted to, just like you, we wanted to have some content first right before we just because people wouldn't know us from you know yeah they didn't know who you were like you had nothing out there exactly so we we wanted to do it that way and so we set up our production company and we got our camera it was a panasonic dap something something which is a micro what's it again it's a mini dv tape Micro Four Thirds? No? No, it's a mini DV. Oh, mini, oh, a mini DV. Which nice no yeah. longer, oh my, we spent so, I think I spent. Those little tape things, eh? Yep. I use those in tape and insert too and like put them in, they're janky as all hell. And <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh my it God. was top of the line back then. I, I, it was one of the first high definition cameras back then. High definition. <laughs> <laughs> so this was now back then. SD everything, you know, and CF cards and oh, man. Uh, SSDs. And, and we, oh. we had to hide, we, we did um, a feature oh we started out we did a documentary so we we did a paid documentary for um i forgot her name but she is in canada she's called the goddaughter of hockey because she is um one of hockey some some, i think the 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 He's like a god in Canada mm. when it comes to hockey players. And how did you get and, that documentary? Like? Um, Ophelia knew her. So Ophelia had done some work with her prior. Right. And she, when we started up our company, she said, oh, I always wanted to do a documentary on what happens behind the scenes in yeah. hockey. And we actually went to um, uh, a, a very, very well-known uh, sports stadium in Canada. Yeah. So we were able to, you know, go do all of that. And we did the... We did the documentary for her. After that was all done, it was fantastic and it was well reviewed and whatnot. However, it what we found was because back then we had to take the physical DV tapes and extract the film and the audio. And sometimes we even had to do that separately depending on how we filmed it. It was a pain. It was such a pain. And we had to pay for a professional editor to do it because we, we had to have an editor because back then <laughs> the um, storage capacity for things, it was very yeah. limited. There was so many hiccups along the way that we didn't really learn when we were doing our, our film, our, our training, because that wasn't something that we were focused on. We just wanted to learn how to film, how to produce, how to pre-produce, and then the editing, post-production, the all that stuff. The actual technical side of running it all. Exactly. Exactly. The workflows. And yes, yeah, so we spent quite a lot of money with the editing and with the audio. The audio was always the problem because back then we didn't, the the the, the microphones were just not as high tech. They, they, um, they, we, we would either have to spend thousands of dollars on a pro microphone mm. kit or the, the mic that we had. It was a pretty good one at the time, Panasonic, because we had yeah. the Panasonic filming stuff. But we still ran into a lot of trouble with um, extracting the audio. So, yeah, we... I mean, that's the thing about today is, like, we have Rode. We have, like, although Sennheiser is a little pricier. Sen- yeah. But, like, we do have... They're not tens of thousands of dollars, you no, know what I mean? No, like, even for now, I have an Audio-Technica. 
And yeah. that's something that a few years ago would have been so much more expensive exactly. than what I paid for. And digital, like and everything's so much easier everything. to just record. Like this here, like probably 20 buck microphones that my parents had doing karaoke. Like it's just, <laughs> but they stand, they still sound pretty good. It's still, you know? Exactly. It, it just captures the voice. But it's also like, for me, what's interesting is that like uh, with filming, it's not so much about the camera, it's the lighting. Yeah. And with yes. the audio, it's not so much about the microphone, it's how you bounce it out. Like it's we the have clarity. these to, you know, it stops the the the, the P's and the, the B's. Reverberation and, and then I've got like yeah. this foam to stop the wind. Like it's yeah. how you treat these things yes. that make them a little bit better. You yeah. know, I mean? so you don't need the big fancy lights, you don't need the big I mean, they make them easier. No. Don't get me wrong, it makes it so much easier to film things. Mm. But like it, it just go out and make stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Shitty microphones, yeah. and shitty lighting. You don't need to pay a lot of money to to hire a place. Look, we are in a free park. There's water in the background. That's it. Wind's going around. The, We've got a blanket. Wind. We have a blanket to block Honest, some of the wind. People are coming by. Like, how yeah. you going, kids? It's and nobody's bothering us. There are kids over there in the park, and you can't hear anything. I mean, look, I'll be honest. Starting out, you suck. Oh, I can't go to my house. Can't go to my house. But like, let's go to a park. I'm like, you want to go wait, to a park? <laughs> Uh, with wind, with yep. people, and I told with dogs. Them. I, I said, like, yep, I said, I've done it before. It seems like it's not going to work. but And stupidly, I trust Anne. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this could be fine. Get here. It's like blowing a gale. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Well, <laughs> uh, like we're under a little gazebo thing. It's not too bad. Yep, there's shade. It's fine. It's awesome. And it's actually died down, which is quite nice. Yeah. So, so it's gotten a bit warmer, which yeah. is good because it was a bit chilly this morning. Yeah. Yeah. But the bottom line, um, what I'm trying to get to with all the stuff that I've been through, because the production, our production company eventually folded because we ended up spending so much money. Yes, we did make a bit of money, but all the external stuff because we did a feature film and we put a lot of money into it. We did get investments for the film, which was good. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think we could have afforded to do it on our own, but it's the extra, the post production was so expensive and we did not budget for that. And I admit, I just didn't think that all of that post production because back then Everything with the po everything was something else. So the audio was separate, and then the um, we had different cameras. We we had um, we had a cinematographer. We were because it was a it was quite a it was a it was very well thought out. Um, I'd say semi professional because there are lots of times where we just had to um, we had to improvise. Yeah, because um, there are certain permits that we couldn't get. There were permits that cost tens, thousands of dollars, and we just could not afford to get. So we didn't see that part of it when we started. It's when right. we got into it and we thought, hold on, we can't film. We need all these different things that we didn't yeah. even budget for. It's like, nope. Because when you have that set up and let's say we were filming in a park like this, mm. and if um, somebody from the council or government was to come in and see us fit, we would be fined if we didn't have a permit to film. Please don't find me for this no, one. No, no, this uh, is different. This is different. <laughs> the Gold Coast Council over there. No, no, no. One? This is hey, different. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> I, because with all the people, because we had, um, we had 
teams. We had um, yeah, it's the amount of people, the trucks, the gear, like exactly. it's a big setup, and, and there was no way. So we we had to scale everything back, and we had to kind of yeah, we had to beg and plead for people with locations. This guy who had a boat, a friend of a friend, and we had to ask him if we could borrow his boat because we couldn't film at the docks, and you know we would kind of sneaky film stuff. You're trying to like jank everything together to make it fit, oh, and like man because we had already hired all these people and we did all the that was fun though doing the auditioning and and going through the list and doing the um because we wrote the script as well I co-wrote the script with Ophelia and everything was was going to plan until the actual filming and post-production that's where we ran into all so it it's it's a word of advice and warning if you're going to be doing something like a feature film you have to factor in those costs because there are going to be costs for licensing and, of course, copyright everything. Everything, Absolutely. you have to copyright everything. Because if you lose, let's say, for example, you're doing something similar to somebody else, but you did it first, but they did it and they've copyrighted that material, they can actually come after you and say, you have no proof that you have done this before I did, that it's my Is idea. Is it different in America? Because I know here, like, as soon as you create a piece of, you know, like uh, a document or things like that, like yeah. you automatically have that copyright. It's here. completely different in the US. It mm. is completely, in North America, I should say. Um, so you have to copyright. But I think here it's still good to have that. Oh, it's definitely good to, As, like, put your brand on there yep, or something. Especially or... if you're planning on going international. So if you're posting something and you're planning on um, incorporating it, going international, having other people from other countries come in and invest yeah. and what, it's, it's good to have that um, just as a professional way of um, of, of displaying your, your work. So people will know that it's legitimate. Legit, and if they do this with you, they're not mm. going to have anybody coming back after them. Good thing to know here is that because I have studied a Bachelor of Film Screen Media Production for the past three years. Yeah. And in the, like the last year, they actually do talk about the whole licensing and the copyright and all these documents and forms and stuff that you need to like look into, which is yep. actually quite good. Yeah. Um, I didn't do the producing side of it, but there mm. is like a producing course that yeah. deals with all that sort of stuff and, and contracts and licenses. Yeah, but Leslie's the kind of person where you can do that on your own. You can, you can. research and you, you can you do actually, all of that on your own. You can. Like, yes, you can. Uh, there's like a few websites, Law, oh, yeah. Law Depot or um, Arts Law. It's a good one. Mm. Uh, Artslaw.com.au. A lecturer mm. actually pushed me onto that. Mm. And uh, they have and there like, was one, you sent me a YouTube site about um, behind the scenes. I can't remember the guy who he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff and he mm, also sure. includes material on... Um, you sent me the, I have it on my YouTube. I just don't remember the name. I'm sorry. But all of that's available online. Honestly, like, uh, you know, I say that, you know, going to uni is a really good thing, but you don't need to. Like, no, you not anymore. watch YouTube videos, watch, uh, you know, go on blog posts. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of people putting out free content. Like Roger Deakins, mm. the cinematography god, has yeah. his own podcast yeah. talking about how he goes about lighting. Yeah. Look at behind the scenes pictures of how they light stuff, like C-stands and light. It's just, it's all available. And there's, you've heard of, is it Masterclass? 
master oh. yeah master class uh i haven't signed up personally because uh, yeah. it's a little, well little you don't pricey. need to it is pricey but you don't but need to honestly yeah like i mean i would yeah if I, you know once i get going a little bit here like yeah. i'd 100 percent go to master class they have some directors cinematographers writers, writers publishers producers absolute, yeah. it's just yeah um technical people the editors like, it's just i say they're a little pricey but compared to uni you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a good deal. Yeah. So like you don't need to go to uni. I mean, like it's that's why it's a 50-50. You don't need yeah. to, but like it's also good too. You know what I mean? Like it all depends on your your personal situation, yeah. finance wise, and I personally believe sort of university. Well, certain things, for God's sake, if you want to be a doctor, and please go to university. Absolutely, <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> <laughs> But other things, um, when it comes to um, information technology and stuff like that, you really don't. There's so so much stuff that you can learn. Um, you, you, there, there are lots of apprentice um, things that you can do. You can go to TAFE. Uh, you, it, it, you don't need to spend a ton of money just to say you have a degree. Because That's as you it. said earlier, I don't think anybody cares that much anymore about certain um, industries. Yeah. I really don't. And especially it's not in today's ever evolving industry. You know what exactly. I mean? Like the world is moving so fast. And some universities cannot even keep up. That's what I've no, noticed. That's it. With some universities, they keep hiring people from abroad. Well, my TAFE had cameras that, like, you know, actual film cameras when, you know, it's red camera shooting 6K. I'm like, yeah. You don't, you know, it, it's it, practically obsolete after a couple of years. They can't keep up with the amount of technology that's going on in the world. Like, yeah, you know, it's just too expensive for them to keep updating cameras every year with new features. So, yeah. even if you go to uni, you're using cameras that you know three, four, five years old. You exactly. Know what I mean? like, yeah, and that's another bit of advice. Um, don't do what I did, <laughs> and don't buy something hot off the market. Um, if you're just starting out. The best thing to do is to get either a middle model or something a bit on the lower end until you can master it. And because if you if you spend a ton of money on stuff that you don't know how to use or you don't have any experience using, what will happen is um, the majority of the applications on that device are going to be useless to you unless like you you know, you actually know how to use all this technology you have. Yep. I see people buying all this stuff just to film a podcast for something basic. And I think, but you have thousands of dollars of equipment and you're sitting there uh, once a week filming a podcast that you could be doing on basic equipment. Yep. If, if you're going to be investing, if you're making it something that's going to be your main source of income, then that's fine. But if you're doing just a little, don't, don't spend all that money. It's really a waste of money. Well, for example, I was looking at the um, Blackmagic Cinema Camera uh, 4K and 6K. Yeah. Br really is, great cameras. It's like, vicious expensive, so, though. It's expensive, but not like you're getting 4K, 6K for three, four grand. Yeah. It's actually quite a good price. But, but I was contemplating on getting that camera. Yeah. But then I'm like, at the moment where I am, yeah. I'm not getting the weddings. I'm not getting the real estate enough to qualify for that. And then I had uh, battery issues, things like that. Like, you know, so, and then R5 now is overheating and yeah. all these sort of issues because, you know, people are like, it's a new camera, boom, I want it. You know what I mean? But yeah. for me, I'm like, okay, well, what do I, what do I, 
what do I have? Mm. You know, I have the Canon 5D Mark III with 2470mm lens, like the L-series glass. It's a good camera. It is a damn it's good a fantastic camera, camera when yeah, it came it out, and it's still it's the same camera still, when it's still now. You know what I mean? It's like six years old, something like that now. doesn't matter. Crazy. It's 1080p. It's not 4K. It's not 6K. But most people watch in 1080 anyway. Exactly. No one's going to watch a 6K podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. It's crazy. As long as your audio is tight and your 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 That's video it. is tight and um, all your levels are okay and, yeah, you're not having any crackling in the background. I mean, look, and you- it shuts off every half hour, but, you know, it's <laughs> – I mean, but this is something that I have to adjust to. So in future podcasts, I'm definitely going to have you on again. But like, Yes. No, but, like, for example – I'd, I'd shoot for 20 minutes and, like, mm. you know, I'll put the podcast in blocks then, you know what I mean? So 20-minute blocks exactly. rather than just, like, letting it go. Mm-hmm. And me personally, like, this is, like, a big test as well. Like, I have never filmed more than half an hour on this camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like what what's going to happen? Is it going to split it, it, gonna <laughs> split it up into two 60-minute videos, yeah. uh, two 30-minute 30 videos, minute, yeah. or is it going to do into, like, four-gig file and then yeah. split that? Like, mm. how's it going to work? I don't know. So this is a big test, you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, I'll eventually adapt over time, mm. and that's when you see improvement, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, you don't know these things from, like, a YouTube video. Like, you just have to go do, Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just proud of you for getting it finally together and everything's organized and this man he's so detailed you have got to go onto his website creative red studios creativeredstudios.com and everything is there you you will see this is he hasn't hired anybody to do anything. No, I've legit this done this all Leslie by myself. Doing this all by himself. Every picture, every graphic design, yep. logo, and layout. Yep. I've done when all you by go myself. onto the wedding, that all the wedding photos, all the photos. That's that's Leslie. <laughs> he's done. I don't my, have a team. I don't have a team. Nope. He's Credit done Red my headshots. Me. Yep. And I want you to put some of the headshots in as I'm speaking, so, so you will editing. see some of my headshots. So yes, so you can edit my headshots. Well, those photos that you see right now on the podcast by the way this podcast is also being filmed up on the youtube channel creative red studios so check that out yep but uh the photos i took of you were literally just on my phone yeah and in what the shopping center Helensville shopping center um, food yeah, court yeah it was the food court you're <laughs> right and i still have that up on my facebook page so if you go to anzone a-n-n-e-z links in the description yep. links in the description <laughs> you will see the headshot that that's there. Leslie took that in a shopping center food court on his camera. And it's one of my favorite shots. I love it so much. He has this way of doing just a natural um, shot. You, he catches you in your natural movements. Oh, and and I love it. And <laughs> I saw it and I thought, what, when did you take this? Because he was taking a few and, you know, I was talking and I was rambling as I tend to do. But you posed for that one. You knew I was taking the, the Yeah, picture. but I think I was turned a certain way or something. And I was like, oh, do I turn like this? Do I don't know what to do? <laughs> and I was laughing like a 
I mean, like, oh my god, that's so good! Oh my god, it was awesome. It, we should recreate that and see if we can have the same kind of <laughs> testing me now. Because huh? I have to, um, I, I have to do some new headshots. So, um, oh, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have the new headshot so you can see. You can see, see this is some how of it his starts. Work. You yep. get a really good friend that yep. loves what you do, yep. and then we'll just hire you for all the things that. You, you know, yes, an operative word is higher you make sure you get paid get for paid. your work you can only do so much free stuff although i didn't get paid for that headshot but you yeah. got paid for the other one you got paid I for did. the one i how got paid for another photo how shoot. dare you I, I didn't say i didn't forget it i knew about that one oh but i'm my. i'm talking about that <laughs> i'm talking about that one in the shopping center the one that we hang out as friends and you're like hey les i know you're busy mate but can you just get a, fo- uh, a I, photo? I'm like, I swear, I shouted him a movie. Spot, I shouted him a movie or lunch or something. Because yeah. I would never let you do that. You just bought me for so free. many grills, yeah. so many movies. <laughs> but remember, remember how the end there? We were like yeah. trying to like take a picture or a video of each other. And there's like, oh, <laughs> you're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> because I'm so, I'm not used to look. I'm not used to doing. I'm, I'm a dinosaur with the camera, and I got this fancy new phone where the hell is it i got it a couple of weeks ago and i samsung it, <laughs> it took me a while Grr. to find the camera because the camera is in a weird place what's wrong with samsung i love samsung that's another topic and we'll talk about that next oh, time for crying out loud i am not an apple apple is very proprietary and i don't like apple, apple products fantastic yeah whatever anyway moving on apple is fantastic if you can pay for everything nope i like free- i'm paying for stuff yeah, on a whatever. plan. Whatever. I like open source free stuff. Occasional free stuff. Right. Oh, <laughs> and jeez. Anyway, back to you and yep. the whole filmmaking. Uh, you just had a feature film that didn't work out. What's sort of like going through your mind? What's like the next steps? Uh, well, we couldn't afford to go any further with the production company. So there was so much, um, there was a lot of debt. And we had other projects in the works, but we just couldn't build up enough sponsorship, um, enough um, uh, investors. It's so difficult to get the the seed investors and we were really trying and it just wasn't working. That was around the time of the GFC, the financial crisis, and people were being really tight with their... So I think we just had a run of bad luck around that time. Um, particularly in Canada, because I think it kind of hit Canada pretty early and the Canadian dollar was dropping. And there were all these factors against uh, investing and the film industry was not going as smoothly as it had been a couple of years before. So, yep. So So pretty similar to like today's uh, the climate uh, climate, COVID COVID and all that sort of stuff. Not as bad where everything shut down. But because of the um, because of all the the problems that that you know the financial issues and so uh, we yeah we just decided it the, it folded that was heartbreaking because we had other projects that we were going to work on we did however finish the film because that's one thing we promised oh. we would do especially to all those people who worked on it um, Bill Riley William Riley he was the cinematographer and he was 
awesome. He he was a very accomplished um, filmmaker and actor. Yeah. And he'd been around Canadian industry. He had done all sorts of movies and so on. And he helped us so much. He helped us beyond what we could pay him. And so we we promised Bill we'd finish. The editor was awesome. The edit editor gave us a break with his fees and everything. And we so people were helping us along the way. So we did finish it. And it is my intention to release it on YouTube um, eventually. Are you saying you haven't released it yet? Man? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And I know. Who I, holds on to a finished feature film and you don't release it? I, you're right. I, we're gonna be releasing you're it. You're having to go at me for not producing content. And here you are sitting on a feature film that yeah. you haven't released yet. I know, yet. I know. It's called The Silo. And yes, okay, so we will be releasing <sighs> <Man>. it. <laughs> And that's why I needed to help me with the website so we can get everything up yeah, and running. Uh, we and literally just had a brief conversation for this and I'm going to help her out with a website, yep. graphic design, photos, all sorts of things. Because so, I um, am not tech savvy at all. Because I'm a good friend. All right. So after the film production company folded, I went back into music because okay. I always seem to fall right back into music because um, yep. it makes me happy and it's something I know I can do. I definitely think you should like, that's a key point as well, like, and what Gary talks about all the time. Gary, is, no, Gary, I love you. Gary. No. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> wow. Gary. <laughs> no, but like he talks about like how, you know, if, if you're at a $100,000 job and you have to drop down to 60 or 50 and you're happy yeah. doing that, yeah. happiness is key. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sound like a parrot and copy all his stuff, but like, no. I think he wants to spread that message of happiness and like yep. to do what makes you happy. So if it means, you know, closing off your film company to yep. go do pursue music and things like that, mm -hmm. by all means, do that. You and know there's what I mean? no way I was going to drive myself into more debt to yeah. kind of save face and to say, oh, yeah, yeah, things are going well. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. No. You don't want to bullshit. Uh, no, no bullshit. As soon as we realize that, hey, we are not going to break even, not even close to breaking even, then we said, you know what? I think let's call it a day. And the good thing is that Ophelia and I are still friends. So oh, it good. wasn't acrimonious. Yeah. There was nothing. It's not like you hear about some of these companies where people, you know, they start suing each other and this, that, and it's you owe me this. It's good to leave and on good terms. Absolutely. Never burn your bridges. Do not burn Tip. your bridges. Yes. And if you find a good friend, you hang on to them. Never let me go. Never let me go. Although Anne is extremely hard to get in contact with sorry. and actually like meet up with now. I'm so sorry. You're so busy. Well, I. <laughs> yeah, well, what was, was, was all of this air? Look, do, no. I do have a job. No, not full time, but um, I work customer service and I'm really good at what I do. They keep she calling me hard. in. Yeah, because I used to be full time and I dropped back because I realized that I wasn't doing anything I wanted to do. And I, fortunately, because with my husband, he he has a full-time job and he loves what he does. So we kind of do a balance there. And I have a teenage daughter. So... Um, kids, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. You are young uh, and one sprightly. Day I don't have kids. I'm not in a relationship. You don't are have young that. and sprightly. And he's a proper <laughs> ginger because he's got the... Gorgeous red hair That's and the it. blue eyes. No faking around here. And nope. And the freckles and the whole thing. On the real deal. The real deal. 
a voice. Apart from a squeaky voice. Yeah. The real deal. The real deal. Mickey Mouse. No. But so going to music. I'm changing the subject. <laughs> we are so I went back into music. See, we're back and into music. And I actually then what signed happened? a deal with another um, music studio, and I did some songs with them. And it was it was taking a bit of a time to get an album together because right. I just I, I I didn't want to go through the whole thing again, where I spent like a year or two years doing this. And by then, Rob, my husband, and I had discussed about moving to Australia. Uh, what was the decision there? Like, why? Well, his mother was very ill at the time. Right. Um, family. And yeah, it was family reasons. And we always loved traveling because we'd done a lot of traveling. And we always said that we would live in another country. And so that's what we decided to do. So we moved to Australia. We were only planning to be here for a couple of years. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, Australia is pretty good. It is yeah, awesome. It's actually, it, it is, actually is a quite a good lifestyle. Like it's, it's a lovely country and um, I am very happy we moved. No regrets. Only thing is, of course, I miss my family and friends because I'm very social. But that's and only natural, you know what I mean? Like you exactly. kind of have to, you're, you're always going to miss family, you're always going to yeah. miss friends, but you're always going to create new ones. Yes, and if you have, I know, and if you have... <laughs> A dream, if you have the desire to do something, um, you shouldn't let family and friends keep you from doing what they're supposed That's to be it. the ones who are encouraging you to leave your to, 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 to leave and pursue your dream. The biggest thing that I've learned recently is that everyone works on their own timeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people are out creating content with Screen Australia and all those sort of things. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like I'm doing my own thing, but like, no, I am doing my own thing. Yeah. They're doing their own thing. Exactly. And like just trust in the process and yep. do what makes you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's just that's And that's do what, what you're I'm, good at. If you find that you're not good at something, don't flog that horse for too long because yeah. what will happen is you're going to lose your motivation. It's not you're new going anymore. to No. So what you do is get different bits of advice from different people get professional advice um yes your friends and, friends and family because the your friends and family would always say oh my god you're amazing you're awesome but yep. it's good to get professional advice as well which comes into when you're doing your um education when you're studying when you're doing uni they will actually tell you they will say, okay, you know what? Maybe you're better off doing production than editing, or maybe you're a really good designer. You should focus on that. It's good to get professional advice but sometimes. Now, interesting point here, because I actually tried to uh, pitch an idea for third year grad slate, which is yeah. like the, the final film that we all go up to. Yeah. One of the interesting things were uh, like through the process of doing that, uh, I'd come up with a story and I get feedback from the lecturers, but then I'd change it based on their opinion to try and make them happy because they were the ones that were like giving uh, me the, yeah. you know what I mean? They're giving yeah. me the pass to go into the next day sort of thing. Yeah. And I'd constantly change it. And, and, and I remember when you were doing that and I was saying, but that's not really what you wanted to do. It doesn't end up being what I wanted and no. it's no longer and you my were miserable. story. You were miserable. I mean, good thing is that, okay, so 
long story short, it didn't make it. I didn't do the, the third year grad slate, but yeah. I I have all the time in the world now to work on that myself exactly. and create it how I how want to. How you want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. it's like, even though you're getting advice from family and friends and then professionals, it's always good to like stick to your own guns and be yep. like, okay, I'm getting advice from here. I'm getting advice for here. Yeah. Which do I feel is more appropriate for me and yeah. what I want to do? And stay true to the core of what you want to do. Because yes, forget, it's their own opinion. Exactly. And it's some not to of them, say that they're right. Like, yep. yes, they've done feature films and documentaries, but if they're like, look, if Quentin Tarantino or Michael Bay or, you know, Martin Scorsese comes up to me, he's like, you should do this differently. I'm like, I'm going to help uh, them. We'll do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you've got, you've got like, you know, stars on your sleeve. Like, yep. I, you know, yep. I'm going to respect you more because you've done it. Like, yeah. you've done that process. Yeah. Whereas lecturers, I understand, you know, they're great in their fields and all that. But mm. like, you know, it, it's good to have your own opinion and sort of stick to it. Yeah. And I think that's sort of like, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything here, but like, you know, I feel like in a way that sort of, um, prevented me from getting, you know what I mean? Because I, I yeah. did sort of stick to my own thing and it did take a little bit more of a process. Yeah. Because they, you know, they, they saw it as like I wasn't taking on feedback Yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, which is like, you know, it's understandably, it's how the system works. And, you know, would I do uni again? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but I probably wouldn't choose as a heart of a project because I knew there's like CG and all those sort of things involved. So mm. even taking a step back, looking at it, it's a project that definitely needs a lot longer than the time that was allowed at uni. So yeah. 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 Yep. That's, that's excellent advice. And I think that, um, it's because also your personality, you weren't just about to pick up what all the, the, the professors, what the, um, what your lecturers were saying and give up what you know you're mm. good at and what you know your goal is. Because I had a part in the short film that was linking to another short film that I hadn't even created I yet. I remember. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I'm going to create like a big cinematic universe. Yeah, and it's actually um, really good because he's oh, gone through this with it. me. It, it, it <laughs> is. You just need the time to go through it how you yeah. want to go through it. I mean, I've spent so, all the time, you know, with the back end of Creative Red Studios yeah. and like organizing content now. So once again, to sort of a rhythm and the flow yeah. of like between work Work and creating content, yeah. I could then sit down properly and be like, flash it all out. Yeah, because I'm I'm not just creating one short film; I'm creating like multiple short films at a time, and filming one in with you know, adding aspects that will later on, you know, add merge to with the others, others and, and merge with the others. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, anyway, it's a really good concept, and he I'm sure he will come back to this at some stage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure 100%. you will. So you'll That's understand it. what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So um, a new episode talking about cinematic universes. Huh? Oh, uh, uh, building and uh, anyway. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Did you hear that, Gary? Mm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, He's so anyway, listening. You moved, yeah, <laughs> you moved to Australia. Yeah, and um, we'll finish the podcast eventually. <laughs> And of course, we got here around the same time that they had the Brisbane floods. I'm sure you heard about right, that. Yeah. So there wasn't much chance for me getting any kind of work. Or I mean, it just took a long time to rebuild. And even the place that we had, um, we had gotten because we had an investment property and that was all damaged. And so I spent the next year or so fixing that. So I, I didn't do anything creative, nothing like that. I did some volunteer work, some flood volunteer work. Um, 
so after a couple of years, yeah, we'd settled in and everything. And but during those those years, you weren't really actively creating content no, or doing anything. I was just finding my way around. Would you say financially building? Yeah, and and uh, adjusting because this okay. is a this is a whole shift. When we left Canada, it was minus thirty degrees, and when we got here, it was plus thirty, thirty-two, thirty-three, something Jesus, like so that. So it's on like the other side of the scale. Exactly, <laughs> just did a whole flip. Exactly, and coming from Jamaica, which is tropical, I was used to that. But then I had I hadn't been in Jamaica in like fifteen years. Big I'd, adjustment. I'd, yeah, so every everything was just kind of flipped around. But yeah, uh, we, we were in Brisbane for two or three years and then we moved to the Gold Coast. That's when everything started picking up again for entertainment. And the, I think a couple months, maybe not even that much, maybe like, actually, no, the same month I moved to the Gold Coast, mm. um, I was chatting with somebody who said, did you hear that they were filming some movie with The Rock on, on the coast? No and I said, oh, okay, no. It was on my Facebook page. And she said, oh, now that you're on the Gold Coast, maybe you can be in that movie with The Rock. And I said, uh, I don't, what I have movie? been to, wait, wait, what? <laughs> the Rock? <laughs> and then somebody sent me a link to another Facebook page that there was an agent looking for extras to be wow. in the movie. Um, at the time, it was untitled. It just said to yeah. be in a movie. And you know how they get secretive about yeah. the movies that are not yet done. And so it's through a Facebook page yep. that an agent was looking for Yep, actors. so I sent a message and, and they were looking for um, all ethnicities and they were looking for diversity and whatnot. And I said, oh, that's me. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, yeah, somebody, um, I, I sent my details in and somebody called me either the same day or the next day and introduced myself. And she turned out to be my first agent in Australia. And she signed me up and I went to um, Movie World Studios. Yeah. Village um, Roadshow Studios. Roadshow. Yeah. At the time, it was very, very, it was fledgling. Like they, they, they didn't have the huge lot that they have yeah. now with all the they've expanded quite they a lot they have just expanded so they've done much really well they've done very well and um yes yeah, so i went in i did a fitting i did uh, I, I got paid to do the fitting and then um i was only supposed to do like a couple of uh, i think half a day or something but they ended up booking me for one major scene that was um downtown brisbane and they wow. locked, they shut down the streets there. That's magic when it, that happens there. It's like, oh, it's the, the environment. The it was the earthquake scene where, oh. you know, where, where the rock was. Um, what movie is it for? For San Andreas. San Andreas, yeah, wow. Yeah, I can actually see myself because I know the exact scene. I'm can you see to, yourself in the film? Yep, I'm next Whoa. to a police officer. And I'm going to have to rewatch it now. You have to. He, we're crouching down next to a police car. And then we were supposed to pretend that the earthquake was rumbling and I, I, I looked up like this and I put my head down like that like that's me that's my head that's my <laughs> head that's me it's like yes my head's in a film I'm a freaking star and um, yeah and the <laughs> other one I did was Pirates of the Caribbean we did that for six months eh? oh, oh. we did that for six months oh paycheck after paycheck after paycheck oh, after paycheck yeah. one I, day one day <laughs> I just yeah I, I was is that seriously, through the same agent as the San Andreas yes, one? Yes, that was the same agent. And um, uh, she 
shut down her agency shortly after that. So I missed out on, because I was supposed uh -huh. to be on Thor and I missed out on that. But not really her fault because she she said she just couldn't manage um, doing the agency on her own. And I guess that's where work. it comes into her happiness. You know what I mean? That you know, exactly. she didn't find that too exciting anymore and she you know she's wanted to downsize like that's yes. perfectly fine yeah and even though still you'd be a bit bummed like, i know, you know what i, mean? like, I know but she apologized and she gave plenty of notice but you know and she did, did she pass you on to someone else i was about to say yes she did but at the time because i was going into a full-time job i said okay i'm gonna just put this to the side for the moment because when you're doing you put extra the acting work on the side yeah because when you're doing extra work, you need to be available at the drop of drop a dime. Yeah. So that's the only thing with when you're being when you're doing when you're doing acting, um, and you also have to be prepared to do the acting classes. Because I did a lot of acting classes. Um, Is that through the agency? Through the or? agency, okay. you can also do it on your own. You can do it. Is that through. a requirement? Like all actors have to go through that just so they have a bit of an understanding that okay, these people here in my collection of actors yeah have all at least received it the same is, amount of base it's strongly recommended <laughs> so because what they want to know is that you know the basics so that they yeah. as agents don't send you somewhere and you are acting a fool you have no idea you're how to position them, yourself you? exactly yeah. and and then with the casting directors they don't want you coming there and say what agency are you with you've never done this before or did they not tell you what to expect or what to, you need to have at You're least at the, the basics. Same level. Yeah. You need to yeah. have the basics. Interesting. And the good thing is when you do the training, if anything comes up where they say, Oh, we need, we need people to do a walk on role. You know, do you have any experience? Are you, do you know how to position yourself? Do you know how mm. to turn to camera? Do you know to, they'll ask you all of this stuff. And then if you say, yeah, I can do that. And, um, cause I was able to do a couple of that, the things like that back in Canada and yeah, yeah. So uh, I've done a couple of, after that agency, I went to another agent and I did um, Reef Break. I did a couple of episodes wow. of Reef Break. And I also did a couple of other, I just cannot remember. I did another feature and I cannot remember what feature it was. <laughs> so many features. I know, you, right? Oh. But it wasn't Thor and it ah. wasn't Dora, but it was another feature. It was an, oh, geez. And then I also did Harrow. I did a, um, um, I did. I, I was on an episode of Harrow where they were going to. Um, I, I was. I was not a protester, but I was in support of the protest that they were doing. It was this in eco, this environmental protest, yeah. and we were there. And yeah, that was actually fun. And, and how long between these projects are like the waiting? Like, uh, it, well, is it a couple of months, a couple of years? It's like? so hard to say no because everything is shut down. And I'm, I'm with a different agency now, and I'm supposed to be on another um, very, very big project. I cannot mention it at I all know <laughs> exactly <laughs> i cannot mention it but that was completely yeah, that been haunted exciting. it wasn't shut down it's been postponed because they yeah. still That's want we can to say be able to do it yes it's been postponed and i'm supposed to be doing um yeah that i won't see anymore so but like what between these getting these major big um milestones like these big projects to work on mm -hmm. like what happened in between like you'd say you you done uh san andreas and yeah. then but the time between doing that mm. and the next project what mm -hmm. did you do did you just work full time did you work on anything else on the sidelines yeah or and then you just randomly got a call from your agent saying hey 
we want you on this other project. So I've been working um, steadily while I've been doing the the acting gigs yeah. because I already decided that I don't want to do this at the moment as a full-time thing because, well, I can't do it now with COVID. Yeah. It's just impossible. And um, there's only so much you can do online and on Zoom and all of that. And people are getting creative, but I think after a while it's kind of... It's, I think it's going to fizzle. And I think what do you think is going to fizzle? The, all these Zoom shows and all these, um, the, these um, online series that people are doing uh, rather than the doing filming, outside mm. filming and broadcasting. Have and you seen a lot of those online shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just not the same. It doesn't capture, it doesn't have the same effect, I don't think. And um, you lose a bit of that personal touch because um, some- I definitely think that um, a lot more content will be watched online rather than going oh, yeah. to the cinema. Yeah. Um, but- uh, But the content that's being the watched online still has to be done. Content creation will still be- in person it has to be it has yep. to be because you lose that element of um us like us talking yeah. stuff like it, it's just not the same when the because there was this movie i was trying to watch where everybody was they were pretending that everybody was um they were in a zoom call and it was supposed to be a horror uh, movie or something and and uh, I just, unfriended Un is that it it's i can't remember what something it was like, yeah i think i watched the same thing it was like yeah. all the well, yeah, it was either stupid. on Stan or um, Netflix. I can't remember yeah. what it was. And I just couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. Getting back to everything, um, I do want to get back full-time into entertainment and yeah. into media. So I do have a radio show now. I was fortunate enough to yeah. do the radio show. Pretty exciting. Like, I I've, know, I've listened I've... to one episode, I think. <laughs> one episode. You, yeah, that's no, actually thank pretty you. good. It's a Caribbean radio show and we play reggae music and Caribbean music music like um, Calypso and that kind of thing. Yep. And I interview people from the Caribbean or people who have any kind of involvement because I've interviewed Australians and well, it, as long as you have involvement in the Caribbean for whatever reason, um, then yeah, I'll, I So what I made you want to get like into that? that? Like, because radio is totally different from acting and producing and making films. Not really, because there are people who interview filmmakers Makers and actors and entertainers over the radio. You hear it all the time. Yeah. There's a movie coming. You can hear them interviewing the um, actors on on you know Triple J or on on the, the all, what what station um, the Nova, hit station yeah. Nova exactly. Hit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of similar to this Creative Chats podcast. Like, yeah. although I'm a filmmaker, photographer, focusing more on the directing side of things. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to create a, uh, create a podcast, Creative mm. Chats um, podcast, just to talk with other people, yep. um, filmmakers, photographers, models, anyone mm. creative. Yeah. So, like, you could do sewing and make a quilt and I'd interview you. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's just anyone creative getting out there. Um, so, if anyone has any um, projects coming up on the Gold Coast that you want to promote, yep. come on the show. Let me know. Uh, email me at contact at creativeredstudios.com mm -hmm. um, and try and go on the podcast. Because yes. that's the thing. Like, although this is, I'm just starting out, I have like three, four more people already lined up. Yeah. But, you know, I, I need more content after that. So mm. 
by you guys reaching out, I also get to create content as well. So yeah, exactly. it's, uh, you know, it works hand in hand that way. Yeah. And um, that's one of the reasons. And the other reason I did it too was so that I could perfect my podcasting skills because I do eventually want to have a podcast, an entertainment podcast, yep. and that will help as well. And it has been helping. I've I've you just sound pretty good in here. So yeah, sound many, pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah, I've connected with so many people. Um, yeah. I mean, big stars, you know, Sean Paul, mm, yeah. the, Sean Paul, Shaggy. Wow. Um, I'll send you the pictures so you can put it up on the podcast. Jesus. So I, I have all those people. I've got, like, this is another thing as well. Like it's also networking. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, although, uh, you know, for those who don't want to go to uni, Create a podcast, yeah. network with people, yeah. create a hub where people can all come together and as a community yeah. about topics. And you know try I mean? to have something unique. You know, just like yeah. you, you're having me on of all people. You know, I'm not Australian. I don't do That's the it. stuff that you, but still you, and I appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really, really Well, you're the only that. one that's pushed me to really do this thing years ago. You have and so all I'm this like, talent. Kinda, I no. kind of feel guilty if I didn't have her as the first episode. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like my next, my next guest is uh, Karen Ketley. She, uh, as a, Grew up as a police officer up in Brisbane, mm. um, and then a whole bunch of things happened. Uh, she got arrested, blah blah blah, wow. um, and now she's a writer. Uh, writing a book about her whole experience. See, I would want to talk to her because Mate. I'm also writing a book. See? What? I don't even know about this. What the hell? Yeah. I used to go R to my writing stuff, remember, at the library. Because oh. I used to um, I, I used to work at the library on, yeah. And, and she goes like a um, writer's group thing. Yeah, we have to Noosa. Yep, writing Fridays. And we have conferences and stuff Damn. like that. Workshops. What's and, the book about? Yeah. Well, it's um along the same, the, the whole character thing I, I don't have a title yet but i'm almost done i'm so happy after five making me want to read years. it well done there we that go that was really good there we go the <laughs> that title. was really good and that was perfectly placed oh Mate, my gosh you're making me want to read it <laughs> usually you get the Jamaica me crazy. I'm like, shut up, just shut up. But that actually makes sense. Well, I actually do like coming up with titles and all that. And like, yeah, you do. The, and you're good at it. For Karen's, because uh, Karen, I wanted to eventually do a documentary on her. I did yeah. a uh, one at uni, but I want to actually do it like by myself outside of uni. That is awesome. Um, and because she's uh, telling her story and she's mm. writing, mm. the title is called The Right to Be Heard. And it's titled Right as in W R I T E. Yeah. Wow. Because she's writing a book and to be heard. And connecting it. But, but also she's using. I think using, that's a very good title. She's using the legal, the right to be. Because as a police officer, you know, you have the right to remain silent. But she's saying the right to be. I didn't think right about that. Be. I just thought of like she's writing a book. See, and she wants me. to be heard and she has the right to be heard. Yeah. Nope. I, it's everything ties in. So, yeah. Damn. The right to be silent. Yeah, that's, that's it's, pretty it's, good. It's good to have intelligent friends <laughs> because we feed off of that's each other. It. We're both intellectuals. <laughs> higher beings. <laughs> so, I'll come back and talk about my book yeah when right. my book is done absolutely when done. so when, when do you think you're gonna get that done um What's the you timeline? know what you give me give me a deadline i only have like another ten thousand words to do ten thousand words what's that how many pages um half a book no no half a book i've already done about eighty thousand words so uh okay hmm i'm gonna say I like challenges. I really like What's challenges. What's 
September, uh, August. No, it's mid, middle of, they're around the end of Just, August. Uh, yeah, end of August, so say November, end of November. End of November, done. We'll get end around the November. podcast. End of November, we're going to talk about your book and everything else coming Deal. on. Deal. 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 You guys saw this, huh? Handshake. There, there yes. we go. Yes. There we go. Anyway, yes. I'm going to wrap this podcast up. Uh I want to leave with a couple of questions at the end. You don't know about the questions, oh, but I have three girl. questions. All right. Girl. First one, because we were talking about how like your career's evolved and you've done so many different things, what's one thing that you've done that you would change and do differently? I would have stuck with entertainment a bit longer. I would have given it a bit more time. Instead of? Instead of going into full-time work and, and, and sticking with full-time work. I, I, I should have, not that I should have, but if in hindsight, of course, I would have given it more focus because I think I would have done better. It was always kind of a back burner thing for me. And I think that that is where I made the mistake. You focus more on the money and like the working rather than yes. your own creative passion. Yeah. So going back to my parents, oh, you have to get work experience. You have to build up the experience. You have to, that, that's, that's where I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, well, if I go into entertainment, I'm not going to have an experience. So if mm. it doesn't work out, I'm not going to have a leg to stand on. And I think I would have been more successful. Yeah. But it's interesting how that also helped you get into Canada and, and things like that. So True. it's, it's a 50, 50, you know what I mean? Like what do you focus on? So like, it's, I know, I know it's always challenging. Yep. Yeah. But I don't regret it. I just, if I could have changed it, that's what I would have done. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, second question, uh, because I'm a filmmaker photographer, I'm going to ask every guest I have on here, the same questions. Uh, second question is what's your favorite film? I don't have one. I watch too many. Favorite genre then? Ay, ay, ay. Please not say romance. what I'm thinking. Please say what I'm not thinking. Not romance. Not romance. Okay. I love fantasy. Um, is that what horror? you were thinking? Oh, horror. <laughs> but Me and horror- Anne watch every horror film that That's comes true. down the cinema. Um, not recently because COVID. Yeah. Social distancing. Yeah. But, uh, and some of them suck. They suck oh so bad. Oh, my God. Upgrade was pretty good. Upgrade and, uh, was awesome. Get Out Up- and Us. Yes. My so favorite films. Get Out and Upgrade. Upgrade is an Australian horror. Lee Winnell. Please please search for it because that film was brilliant. We're sitting at the cinema there, we're like, ah, there's a bad guy here. Next minute, he's not. And (laughs) we're like, what the hell's going on? And it's a drink. And it's not. It was awesome. It was crazy. So if you can get the DVD or if you can get it um, on Blu ray. Get a DVD. I don't have. I do. I don't have Blu ray. Uh, And you disappoint me so much. You've got to get the Blu-rays. Or it might be on Foxtel if you have Foxtel. I don't know. Is Foxtel even a round seal? Is it a thing? I don't know. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) upgrade. That's... But I do like fantasy and okay. I love um, series like trilogies. I love Lord of the Rings. Um, mm. I Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. World building films. Uh, yeah, but I don't like the over the top stuff. Like um, what, what's the new one that they... Here's a hard question. Are you a Marvel fan? Yes. What's, that? what's hard about that? Mate. No, but you know I, I am. I am a strong Marvel fan we've boy. Watched, we've watched and, every uh, Marvel movie in the last three years. We have? What are you kidding me? Yeah. Probably. You are joking. Did the we, only one did I we, didn't watch with you was um, we didn't watch, did watch um, Wonder Spider-Man Woman. One? Yes. Yes, we did. No. Endgame? 
Yeah, we watched Endgame. I watched Endgame with you. Oh, yeah, because we were disappointed at the end. How dare you not remember that? Move your finger away from me, damn it. <laughs> Jesus, none of what has been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know where this is. Oh, X-rated. <laughs> Jesus, oh my God. These hands Crazy. are so sanitized, okay? Because <laughs> I work around people every day and I have to, I sanit, because, yeah, people are gross and disgusting and I sanitize my hands. Good not Lord. You. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, getting back on track. Last question. Yeah. How can we find you on social media? So my Facebook, thank you. This is just an awesome plug and no I worries. didn't even push myself no in there. My Facebook page is Anzone, A-N-N-E-Z-O-N-E. And my headshot, which was done by Leslie Bradley from Creative Red Studios, uh, is there prominently displayed for all to see. Do you have an Instagram, a website? My Instagram is or? Anne Vaughan, A-N-N-E-V-A-U-G-H-A-N official. And I don't have a website yet because I'm trying to get some help Hashtag for the website. Hashtag coming soon. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's coming soon. And my radio show, my Caribbean radio show is on 4EB every Friday, 98.1 if you're in Brisbane, 98.1 FM, www.4eb.org.au slash Caribbean every Friday. I feel like you're prepared for this question. But yeah, because I do this every Friday. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It's always good to have a radio host on your podcast. Yes. Because <laughs> like, yeah, go to this plan and then, then this channel, blah, blah, check out this artist. Oh, yeah. I can do promotions, man. Yeah, coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to be having Leslie Bradley from Creative Red Studios. Stay tuned. This guy is awesome. <laughs> Anything you need for weddings and any sort of entertainment that requires video or production, he will do it. Yeah. Absolutely. For a fee. A fee, of course. I'm, I'm not going to be free. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, value your work, everybody. Absolutely. Mm. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching and listening and thank you so much for being the first guest on the creative chats podcast thank you. uh for the moment it'll be up on the website at creativerestudios.com uh but in a few weeks time it'll be up on the spotify and also apple, apple itunes, iTunes podcast. podcast so uh yeah yeah thank you guys and see you in the next episode Yee! bye <laughs>